This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app. From MPB Think Radio, just know you're talking. It's a show about the most interesting people and stories of Mississippi. I am your host, editorial cartoonist Marshall Ramsey. Sally Burstful Doty was recently named as the first director of BEAM, the Office of Broadband Expansion and Accessibility of Mississippi. This office serves as the state's sole point of contact for broadband policy and oversees the administration of federal funding for broadband infrastructure expansion. Sally previously served as the executive director of the Mississippi Public Utilities staff, where her team provided recommendations to the Public Service Commission on all utility rate findings. And I think you'll find out through the whole conversation we have today that her background has set her up perfectly for this job. She, of course, is joining us today to talk about a new program that will continue to serve our state. And we'll touch on that in just a second. I want to touch on a couple things that happened over the last two or three days that I wanted to mention. Uh, First of all, I wanted to send uh, my prayers and my heart to the families and loved ones of the two Mississippi National Guardsmen who lost their lives tragically in a crash of a Boeing AH-64 Apache attack helicopter. It was really just a really sad, sad story. Um, Chief Warrant Officer for Brian Andrew Zemick and Chief Warrant Officer Derek Joshua Abbott uh, both tragically lost their lives on Friday. Um, I know their families right now are probably still in shock and just wanted to let them know. And, and I, did a, a, I did a drawing for them, obviously, for, uh, to, to honor their memory. Um, I just am a very appreciative of their service and their sacrifice for our country and just wanted to let, let the families and everybody that knew them, because it's amazing when I, when I posted the, the drawing or the painting that I did uh, to that, I was hearing from people that I knew that knew them as well, and they were just saying how devastating this was. And so I wanted to get that out there. And also, too, um, on maybe a happier note or a lot happier note, for those of you who are longtime listeners of the show, you know for many years, Sharita Brent, now Rita Brent, was the producer of the show, just like Lacey is the producer of the show now. Um, and just like Lacey, of course, um, Rita has an incredible career now as a stand-up comic, comic and a writer and does a lot of different things. Um, she has been nominated for the third time now as a 2024 Writers Guild Award nominee. And that is a big deal. She writes a lot of the award shows, you see. And she wrote for the Adam Sandler, the Kennedy Senator Mark Twain Prize. She was one of the writers for that. And and she's been nominated. And we hope that she wins this time. Maybe this will be her year. Yeah. You know, it's so funny because I remember, you know, just like us having our conversations before this show, that one day she came up to me and she said, yeah, you know, I'm really thinking about pursuing stand-up comedy full time. And I was like, go for it, man. Get the boat close to the dock and jump. And she did. And she's really just thrived. And And I've loved talking to her since then. We, I'll interview her every once in a while. We talk about creativity and everything else like that. But her career is just going great. And I'm just super proud of her, uh, just knowing her as a friend. And, of course, as a former coworker, that she has excelled in, in, on so many different levels. And that's a big deal. This is she's writing. Yeah, she, that's I, bold. Because she was one of the writers for the Grammys this year, too, which, which, by the way, the Grammys was probably as good as it's been in years. 
um, was fantastic. So. Absolutely. Wow, that's crazy. I'm going to walk up to you one day and be like, Marshall, I think I want to pursue Elvis Presley impersonations full time. I think I'm going to leave this career behind. To yeah, do I'm kind of like Moses. I can never get into the promised land, but I watch everybody <laughs> else go and it's kind of like, please. no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it, no, it's, I've had a great string of, of producers that have gone on to do really cool things. You're the common denominator. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I just have that's I think the common denominator is there's a lot of talented people working at MPB. Well, I think the common denominator is having you as a reference. How about that? No. No, no, I I take zero credit. The fact that my, maybe it's because they had to work with me the whole time made them ready for Hollywood or whatever. I don't know. So Oh yeah. But that's cool. So I'm I'm happy for Rita, man. That's great. Hey, so. it, it increases your uh social capital for sure. Yeah, no, I know famous people. Yeah. I know you. Achoo. So there you go. So <laughs> Mississippi Children's Museum. You ever been yes. to that? You've been there? I haven't, it but is, I've I, heard wonderful things. I, I joked. I was talking to their director, Susan. I said, you know, I kept having kids so that I could finally have a kid that could enjoy this thing. And finally, you know, Amy and I are like, you know, we got to pay for college for these kids. This is going to get expensive. But uh, our youngest did get to enjoy uh, the, the Children's Museum. But it was not okay, everybody. You know, here in Mississippi, we love it when our folks do really well on the national stage. Yes. Get this. The Mississippi Children's Museum was named a top three best children's museum in the country. That is on so cool. On the USA Today Reader's Choice poll. That is so cool. Yeah. That's great. And Shout out to them. And shout out to them. And it's so well-deserved, so richly deserved. Um, and I, we need to get them in to talk a little yes. bit about it. Because when the pandemic hit, as you know, everything shut down. Mm -hmm. But they found a new purpose, and they were able to do after-school care for when schools did open back up mm -hmm. and so they were able to create a new purpose that way but they've done a lot of really great things around the museum too there's a new trail that comes to it it's just it's just a really fun but it's just a fun place yeah now, i keep getting stuck in the exhibits for some reason <laughs> i don't know why it's just not made for a guy that's 6'1 225 pounds but uh but it's still fun no actually the ball pit is not for you marshall no <laughs> it's not deep enough Apparently, when you weigh as much as I do, it needs to be about six feet deep. Yeah, so. Right, right. But you know, the thing about it was so cool. I go a lot of times, I'll go and I'll do drawing lessons and exercises Aww. over there. So it's really a lot of fun, and the kids love that. I'll yeah. have them draw a line, and then I do a cartoon out of it. Right. That's so, so sweet. So Look at you influencing tomorrow's Mississippi, Marshall Ramsey. That right there is enough to scare most everybody listening <laughs> right now. So we don't want to do that. I, I tell you, though, it, one of the things that I really love about what I do. And I, I was thinking about that back 150 million years ago when I started the Clarion Ledger, what, <laughs> 1996. Um, I would year have. Year after I was born, by the way. <sighs> this moment of silence is for my youth. Thank you. I appreciate that. Carry on. I, okay. I am going to carry on. I'm going to cry. So, no, 1996, I came when you were in wee, wee lad and diapers. Um, so I'd have to go into the office and I would literally, this was, this is, this was my work production. I'd go sit at a desk. I would draw on a piece of paper with pencil and ink. And I still draw like that occasionally, but I do use an iPad now. And then I would take it down. They would shoot it on a camera. They would make film of it. Then they would, they would make a copy and then they would put it on a page and they'd shoot another, another, uh, film of it and they would make a plate out of it and they'd stick it on there and they'd print it and so 24 hours later my cartoon would go out right right but if there was a mistake on the cartoon and they called me i had to get in the car and drive downtown and go and get white out and change them the, where i made the mistake on the cartoon 
this this process was like very old school, right? Sure. Now I can sit in my home thanks to high speed, high you know fiber, uh, high speed broadband. I can change the cartoon and literally repost it, and then I'm done. Yes. And I can work from home. Absolutely. Yeah. Or if I can find Wi-Fi someplace, I can sit in a coffee shop and mm-hmm. do my cartoon there. The world has changed. And so our guest today literally is uh, sitting right and not say in the driver's seat, but you definitely have, you're on the 50-yard line of that change. Sally, it's just really good to see you today. Thank you very much. Thanks for inviting me. I was thinking the last time I interviewed you, um, it was about 10 years ago. Probably. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. You were a newly minted state senator at that point. I, I believe I was running for the state senate. Oh, at that's that right. Time. That's right. Yes. You were. We had a heated debate that night at the uh, Lawrence County Civic Center. That was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Did you know that one of the servers that night is now um, the I'm trying to say it's CFO or the yeah the CFO of Glow. Up in Starkville. Uh, yes. Anna I Barker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So That's just, right. That was, that, that was one of those nights that was just incredible. Yeah, but apparently you did really well because you won. Congratulations. Thank you. We worked very hard. You did. So do you miss, I was I asked you this, do you, do you miss the Senate? Do you miss the legislature? I do. I miss the opportunity of being involved in so many different areas of policy for yeah. our state. Uh, you know, very interested in, in education and, and health care. Uh, but I've, I've kind of had this opportunity to hone in on this one very important issue. And so I'm enjoying that as well. You know, my grandmother was born in 1903. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she was literally born. I mean, she was born when the Wright brothers first flew. She remembered when they strung electric light lines in Greenville, Tennessee. She was a little girl and they strung li- And she said that changed their world, TVA and everything else. This, and I, and I don't think I'm being... I don't think I'm being exaggerating at all. This is as big as when they uh, strung electric lines. It is. We have the opportunity to provide high-speed Internet to every residential location in Mississippi. And and that is really my task and my job. And we have a tremendous amount of federal funding that is coming down uh, to do that. I am going to throw this out here, and I don't want anybody to, to drive off the road. I would say that Governor Reeves made a very good decision putting you in this position. Well, I, I certainly appreciate that. Yeah, I, no, it, I, I do think a lot of my background is has really perfect led for this. me. Yeah, to well, that's what I say. We were yes. joking. That was so, you know, it's almost like yeah. you're predestined to get to this. Because, <laughs> I'm Methodist, not Presbyterian. Why well, not? <laughs> well, I've been Methodist too, but 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 I agree in the sense that okay, yeah, you got a legal background. That's very helpful. You got a very. legislative background. Oh, that's very important you mm-hmm. know how the utilities work because of that job mm-hmm. that's part of it it's like everything that you've done at this point literally has added another arrow to your quiver it has led me to this position and, yeah. and every day i am glad that i have all of those different arrows because you know we have something new to pop up every day and i'm like oh let me let, let me let me call somebody about that or let me let me yeah. let me ponder on that so it, it has been very helpful my background has one thing about Haley Barber I'll, I'll throw that out there when Katrina hit for instance he had that Rolodex mm-hmm. you've got that Rolodex I, I often say that my uh, cell phone contact list is much more important than I can ever hope to be yeah I, yes. I threw out Rolodex to my kids and they kind of looked like, at me what? for a half second is that like a real fancy watch no 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 you yeah. know no no it's, a, it's, it's old school it's your contact list but, but like I said you, you know 
know when to call and so forth on that. Yeah, and, and it's so helpful to call the right person or, or to call a group that can help us yeah. uh, sort through some data and, and understand uh, an area of the state better. So those contacts have been so helpful. You've yes. been on the job for one year and eight months. Yes, the BEAM office. Beam, And by the way, it's a good thing that we're not like we had Mississippi on there so you could create a really cool name. Well, I was just trying to think if it was like if we were Florida, it would be like beef, and that would be really <laughs> weird. Well, different states have have different names. Um, I think Louisiana's Connect Louisiana, but they have named one of their grant programs the Gumbo Program. So you know we, that, that, that works we kind were, of. Then. Yeah, we we wanted a good acronym. I, I will say I, I did have my finger over there at the legislature trying to make sure my acronym was good. I was going to ask. Uh, yeah. Did well, you? I mean, how did how did they come up with that? Just. Well, well, you know, okay, okay. you know, they had some input, okay. perhaps from me. <laughs> See, now you you were you spent the weekend working on Chat GPT, so you could I have did. had it do that I, if I, that existed back yeah, then. Yeah, a new new skill set I have. I played around with Chat GPT this weekend and and really learned how to use it and and can see how it will be helpful in the future but you, you got to watch it you got to you got to stay on top of it though. well that's the thing and and um i don't want to get too far off the topic on this as a creative person who literally realizes that he could be replaced by somebody typing in draw a cartoon about Reese or or whatever like marshall ramsey and it could probably come up with something I don't think it would have the insight that you have, though. Well, see, that's the thing, the humanity. That's that's the thing. You know, it's people, not pixels. Mm -hmm. As long as you keep focusing on the people part. Mm -hmm. At least I keep telling myself that. Keep telling yourself. But you did a a poem, though. (laughs) We have some land up in Itala County. Mm -hmm. And so I asked ChatGPT to write a story about a day in the woods in Itala County in the style of Emily Dickinson. And it wrote me this fabulous poem. I sent it all out to my sisters. I have three older sisters uh, this weekend. Uh, I, I may have told them I wrote it. I don't know. I confess. Though. Okay. But, uh, you know, it was it was beautiful. But now we did have some, some word choice issues. But it, it was amazing to me um, what it could spit out immediately. Did it start out there once with some land near Nantucket? <laughs> no, it did not. <laughs> okay. It did not. We will not finish that poem. Did not, no. Okay. So on that, by the way, that is a beautiful part of the world, uh, where your land is. I bet that's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. Yeah. Pine trees, beautiful land. So the bottom line is we bounced all around on this, but you got tapped to do this. You were the executive director of the public utility staff at that point. And when the governor called, what was your first reaction? Yes. Yes. Well, yeah. over at the public utility staff, we had uh, administered a couple of broadband grants. So yeah. uh, when I left the Senate, right in the midst of, of COVID, you know, we all make a lot of made a lot of life choices during COVID, right? Yes. So I, I took that appointment over at the public utility staff, and one of the first things when I walked in the door was we had seventy five million dollars of CARES Act money to administer. No one had, we hadn't done that before at the public utilities staff. Wow, yeah. My general counsel met me at the door saying, uh, Sally. <laughs> so we did that. It was a one to one match. So it ended up being $150 million. Oh, that's wonderful. That's really what the majority of it went to uh, our electric co ops around the state mm-hmm. and really what helped jumpstart them into rural broadband, uh, you know, service. So just, you know, had that under my belt. After we did that, and all of that grant funding is out, it is done, all people are receiving service from that money. Yeah. 
after we did that, um, you know, we, we'd met a lot of the providers. I knew a lot of providers. And we had some smaller providers who kept saying, hey, hey, there's this other grant, but we need a governmental partner. Will you be our partner? And mm. I said, oh, no, I'm at the public utility staffs, not really within our, our, our bailiwick here. Um, but it got to be the deadline. Mississippi was going to miss out. And so I called the governor's office, said, okay, do you want us to do this? And they were like, if you can do it, go ahead. So we put that grant together and received a $32 million grant, uh, which will finish up in September of this year. We've got a lot of projects out in Mississippi. So we we kind of, I had my, my foot in the door in this broadband work. And then uh, when this opportunity came about, I just, I had to take it. Yeah, it's basically, you know, and I, I, I generally feel like, well, we don't need to expand government unless we need there's a need. But there was truly a case where, A, there was a big pot of money sitting there and there was no other way to get it out there and to be able to do it. There was a need there. And, and the feds really pushed the idea of a state broadband office. Yeah. And so I think uh, Mississippi and Alaska, we might have been the last couple of states to stand those up. But this grant that we're going to administer, this very large grant, it's a billion two, um, it it requires state intervention and state oversight, whereas grants in the past have really been done more from the federal level, maybe from the FCC or USDA, another group. And having a broadband office at the state level really allows us a, a lot more granular information to understand the specific needs of our state. So it's, it's I hope, going to result in that build out to every single location of high-speed Internet. Definitely local, you know, con- local government's always better, you know, you generally yes. because you have that sense of you need, and you know where the need is. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. You know, uh, for example, <clears throat> one of the, my deputy director and I were looking at the map one day. We have a, a broadband map we're going to talk about later, and he, we look at it all the time. Which is ponder. incredibly cool, by the way. You it gave me a cool. preview. It's, it's pretty cool. neat. We ponder different areas all mm-hmm. the time. And we were looking at a little town called our, our community named Winstonville in the Delta. I'd never even heard of it before. We were looking at it, and we're like, man, they have got fiber in Winstonville? How did that happen? So we, we look at it, appeared to be served. And then we were like, no, nah, they're, they're, they're not. We called the provider. They're like, no, we don't, we don't serve that. There's some mistake on the map. You know, so by being familiar with Mississippi, we can kind of see those anomalies, Mm -hmm. you know, and and some red flags. And so we've been able, you know, to work on our map to make sure we know where this money needs to go. Using the co-ops, I thought that was an incredibly good idea. It was, you know, they are in the rural areas. That's right. And and they've just been so uh, aggressive and have done such a good job getting Internet out to you know, some of the most rural areas of our state. And we have Sally Doty in with us, and she is the Director of Broadband Expansion and Accessibility of Mississippi, or better known as BEAM, which is really cool. Like I said, it's not beef. That's good. No, BEAM. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, which you had, of course, your finger on, and you mm-hmm. made sure that happened. So well, very, you, very creative. Think about this. I I'm going to have you been... start writing my cartoons for me. No, yeah, no. You know, I had been <laughs> at, the, uh, no, 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 no. at the public utility staff, which yeah. is the PUS. 
So, you know, I was, uh, yeah. I was determined we needed a good Those acronym. Those things, can, they can go wrong yeah, really fast. it could, it could. Yes. We needed a good acronym. So yeah, thank we're, you for we're being, happy with Thank being, you for being on top of that. Uh, yes, a, a service to Mississippi, yes. Yes, which you have done for a while now. So, I mean, <laughs> what, what, you know, like I said, you ran for Senate and it was 2012, mm-hmm. and you were in for eight years on that. Mm-hmm. So didn't Really, they, nine. Nine, that's nine. right. So yes. it seemed like, okay. seemed like I ran, 20. I ran three times, and then yeah. I, I left in 2020. Yeah, didn't they? It was District 39, yeah. if I remember correctly. It was. Yeah, didn't they change your district around a little bit? Yeah, this you? last redistricting, yeah. uh, they changed a bit. Yeah. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. but um, growing and everything, I know you enjoyed that. And like I said, you have done more than just land on your feet. You've done really well. And, and um, you're in a, like I said, we talked about the last segment you pretty much everything you have done has prepared you for this day you know there was probably if if we'd had this conversation before the pandemic and we'd talk about how everybody in mississippi needs broadband and probably people would be sitting here right now listening going what to watch netflix you know yeah, to play video games play video games yeah, or do whatever much different it's conversation. A much different conversation now after the pandemic i think we all kind of learned that you know what it's like for me like you know we're going to talk about the map in a few minutes. I will utilize that because if I ever buy another house, I'm going to make sure they have fiber. Yes. Because I can do just as much work at home as I can in the office. Mm-hmm. And one thing that happened during the pandemic was not only education changed and how, you know, we had to provide service for kids, but also, too, people, how they work has totally changed in the last four years. It, it has totally changed. And I, you know, we, we work really not just eight to five now. We no, work true. all the time <clears throat> yeah. because you've, you've got it available there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you can, I think that leads to a lot of more opportunities for remote work. Right. Uh, we, we went and visited a lot of the different projects that the co-ops had from that CARES Act money that's, that's been completed and met several people who had moved back to Mississippi, uh, maybe to live on that family land care for aging parents who were able to do their job just as well from their living room in Mississippi as they could from an apartment in Washington, D.C. or somewhere like that. Yeah, my next door neighbor's daughter uh, lived in Manhattan. And, you know, of course, they were really shut down. They had a really Mm -hmm. bad outbreak very early on. And they had a little boy and they just packed up and came down, did their job just like if they were sitting in the middle of Manhattan. It is such an opportunity. And, and, you know, we talk about workforce participation in the state of Mississippi and and, and education, some challenges that we have with education and healthcare and high-speed internet, I just think is going to be such a a driver of, 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 of wins in those areas. I I really do because, you know, we've got to get it out to the most remote areas, those rural areas. And that, that's what our job is. And that's what this uh, grant fund is, is to do. And uh, so I I think it's going to have some very positive effects for Mississippi. You know, and you can talk about the different people that have been doing it. And I will say that I will throw a big shout out to C Spire because early on they started putting fiber in a lot of small towns around Mississippi and and have done a great job on it. And and it's a good service. And then of course, AT&T and some of the others have, Mm -hmm. have followed along as well. But I mean, you think about it and that you know, I'm, a, I guess, technically a creative class kind of person. But, you know, you can live in a town, a small town with fiber and pretty much compete on a worldwide basis. You can. And I think 
we are also a state of small businesses, right? That's right. And, and so many of our small businesses are able to uh, do their transactions online, have their information up. And so it's, it's really great to see those small towns uh, doing well. Uh, I think there's a, a hardware store in Wesson, Mississippi, that is looks small but has a huge online presence. And, you know, the people in Manhattan, Manhattan, they can just order something from the hardware store in Wesson. You know, instead of going to the hardware store, where, where would you go to the hardware store in New York? I, I don't know. I think probably New Jersey. Probably, yeah. 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 But I mean, you know, you see like what Ben and Aaron have done, you know, in oh, Laurel. Yeah. And I mean, so our, our little towns are now really growing into places where people want to come. And I, I give Ben and Aaron a lot of credit. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of people that have worked really hard in, in, in Laurel and Jones County. Yes. But Ben and Aaron definitely drove that bus. And But I mean, you see in, in Oxford, it's doing mm-hmm. really well, too. And I mean... Like I said, in Starkville, and a lot of them, of course, Brown universities and so forth. But when you spread out fiber to other towns, you give them those same competitive advantages. You do. And and our quality of life in our small towns, yeah. is it's incredible. It's a, a slower pace of life, great place to raise your children. And, and so the opportunities for having high-speed Internet to, to kind of combine all of those things gives you the same opportunities someone who lives anywhere in the world. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, one year and eight months into this, how how has you feel like your job has changed since you started it? Um, it has become busier with every passing day. I could imagine. Yeah. <laughs> it has. Um, when we first got into this, we knew this big pot of money was coming. We did not know how much it was, really what the requirements were. We had some very broad scale, uh, you know, <laughs> information about it. But, um, you know, there's a a lot of requirements for this money. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a very large pot of money. Uh, We have to jump through a lot of hoops, check a lot of boxes, you know. And so we have been doing that. We had uh, all kinds of of different reports and documents that were due. Uh, All of them were due two days after Christmas, December 27th. You are kidding me. Yeah, it was a great, great deadline. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Oh, yeah. I told somebody I I hadn't worked that hard since I was right nobody out of law school. Nobody know? works in Mississippi after the oh, December 1st. So yeah, that was like yeah. you were probably the only yeah, ones yeah. down at the Capitol. We, we, were, we were working extremely hard, even though we'd set, you know, earlier deadlines, but yeah. still there, you know, still some things to do. So uh, we had a, we've drafted a five-year plan, an initial proposal, volume one and volume two, uh, which all have uh, very detailed parts of how this is going to work in Mississippi. Uh, we have all of those into the federal government, and we are are still working with them to to make sure we get approval on all of them. And we're about to open up our challenge process, which is another required part of mm-hmm. this bead funding. And the challenge process will allow nonprofits local governments and providers to challenge our map, our Mississippi map, uh, to make sure that it is correct. Um, we do have a, a great map out there. You can go to our, our agency website. Yeah, let's talk map. Map, yes. Uh, so so I, can gi- I can give you the exact link to it, but the easiest way to get to it is just remember BEAM, BEAM, Beam and Mississippi, and, and Google that, and it will send you to our agency website, which is beam.ms.gov. And I think we have a banner out there that says, click here to go to the map. So we want you to go to that map and look at it. 
and see if it is correct for your particular location. Oh, good. This is the one time when I'm. we may not be exactly correct on everything. When we the, know uh, there's and, some errors in And this when map. the comments section is useful. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we know. We know there are some errors on this map because we got all of this information uh, really from a lot of different areas, but the majority of it as far as service from um, the feds and where they got that information is from providers. So the providers have to report every year. Um, I think they report twice a year now. And and there are just some errors. This is some very technical information. We've gone from reporting shape files, which the the providers kind of drew a a circle or whatever kind of area around the area that they uh, provided service for, now they report differently. We're reporting in just the location, so it's gone to a more granular, more particular way to report. So so there there's some mistakes on there, and we need help. We need everyone in Mississippi. If you complain about your Internet, this is your chance, okay? Now, if your Internet is fine, I wouldn't worry about it. If you have good fiber, good uh, a good cable fiber connection, something, uh, but if you have any problems... This is your chance. Go to this map, see what it says. If it says you're served and you gripe about your internet every day, you need to participate in this challenge process. Is there a link on the map to where you can click on it? So so you can look at the map and and find your location. You can put in your address. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can look at your town. You can look at your community. You can filter it, do a lot of different things. Um, We have not started this challenge process yet. Number one, we're waiting on the feds to approve our challenge process. Now, they told us 90% of what to do. We had about 10%. We got to Mississippi Fiat, but uh, we're waiting uh, along with most other states. We are, we are right there with every other state and doing going through all these steps. So we um, are waiting on our approval of mm-hmm. the challenge process. We think it's going to be another few weeks. And then we're going to open it up. We're going to... Um, we have been in touch with and, and in contact with, uh, you know, the Supervisors Association, Mississippi Municipal League, all sorts of different groups, uh, a lot of nonprofit groups, and specifically our planning and development districts, because our planning and development districts are really used to working with those small communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times the um, the officials, the elected officials in those small communities, man, you know, they're part time. They're 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 trying to make sure the trash is picked up. Yeah, they're up juggling chainsaws already. The water, yeah, they, yeah, they've got enough. Uh, they're like, you, you, I got to do what? The state's on the phone. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. So, so we want to provide as much assistance yeah. as possible. So we're going to um, work through the planning and development districts, uh, and and have a very easy way to participate in this challenge process. We do not have all of it out yet, but what we need you to do is look at the map, know if there is a problem. And so when you you look at our map, there's some different colors on it, right? It's pretty very pretty. Um, Gotta love radio. Yeah, very visual medium. I know. So, uh, you know, if you, if you are sitting in front of your computer, it is at, uh, there are different ways you can get to the map, beam.ms.gov, which is our agency mm-hmm. website. We have a another website. If you want to just go straight to it, it's broadbandms.com slash beadmap, B-E-A-D, bead with a D, 
is the name of this federal program. That's the it was from the Infrastructure and Jobs Act. Forty five billion dollars nationwide. Mississippi's getting a billion two. Uh, we found that out um, this summer. We didn't know for the longest time. We didn't know how much money we were getting. It was like. Sally, plan for the entire state to get broadband, but we're not going to tell you how much money you have. <laughs> so uh, we finally found out this summer what our what we're working with. And so we are internally doing a lot of different cost studies. How'd they come studies up with that billion, too? Based on our unserved and underserved locations. Okay. Yeah, they did that across the nation. Uh, so, you know, we are working on cost studies to make sure we understand how that money should be spent. Right. Uh, but back to the map. The, the map. map is the most important thing. I need you to look at the map. If it is right, no problem. But if you have problems with your internet and my map says, the beam map says that you are served, we're going to need you to participate in that challenge process and be watching, waiting. Uh, we'll have information out on our social media, the links on how to do it. Uh, planning and de- development districts are going to push it out. We hope a lot of uh, local official, local elected officials will push this out mm-hmm. for us as well. Um, but we wanted to get people familiar with our map and let them look at it. Yeah, it's real pretty. So it has white dots. The white dots mean that you are served. And then it has red dots, which is totally unserved, which means you're under a speed of 25 down and three up, which means probably you can only access some sort of a satellite that's out there. Okay. It's like AOL back in the day. (laughs) I wasn't going to name any names. Okay. No, no, no. I was back in the 90s. So I'm not picking on AOL. Uh, My husband still has an AOL email address. I think no. a lot of people just forgot they had it. <laughs> he still has it. So um, red is unserved. Mm-hmm. And then we have some blue on there, which you have to kind of scroll in to see. The blue is underserved. So that blue is between that 25 down, three up and 100 down and 20 up. Anything over 100 down, 20 up is, is served. Okay. So we're looking at those below 100 down and 20 up. Now, uh, let's see, let's see. And then, oh, what I get a lot of questions about, because as you look at the map, you see that we have a tremendous amount of of green on our map. That's a lot of green. It's a lot of green. Those aren't trees. Green stands for money in my book, right? So green stands for um, locations that already have federal funding attached. Okay. So Mississippi has been very fortunate. Um, we had a big award to a lot of different providers from the FCC in the RDOF program, which is the Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. Uh, this was back in 2020. So did you have to take a class to learn all these oh acronyms? Gosh. Sometimes I can do a whole sentence with only acronyms. And when I do that, I like just start crying because I now speak that language but the uh the green means there's already federal funding and that art off program did provide a lot of funding in mississippi and if there so it you may not have service yet but it is coming and there is a provider that is responsible oh, that's great. for bringing service yeah. to you they have certain milestones they have to meet so but the bad news is i can't consider those locations in the bead program if they already get Federal funding, I, I don't have any say-so on that. So you cannot stack that federal funding. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So there, there are a couple of off funding locations around the state we're a little bit worried about and we're watching because there's not a provider that has mm-hmm. started that build out and their first milestone is um, in December of 24. And mm. so we need them to get started. Why wouldn't there be a provider for that area? Just they don't feel like that there is an economic reason to do it? Or is it just, is it rural, super rural? Or what's the yeah, case? Yeah, super rural. Okay. Super rural. And, uh, you know, there's there were some art off awards in some of those extremely rural areas. Yeah. And, and maybe they bid on, you know, there were just some, it was a reverse auction. So yeah. it had some some consequences you know for example uh, I, I grew up in Kosciuszko so Itala County yeah. is my uh, my home. home yes I, I live in Brookhaven and have for 25 years but uh, but you know love love Itala County so it is all unserved and, and doesn't have any green whereas the green is fairly funded is sprinkled throughout the rest of the state um, a provider bid on that one Itala County and, and a lot of some of Lee County and Neshoba too won it, but then did not get through the next step. Oh. And so their their award got retracted or got taken away. So they were left without any of that ARDOF funding. But they certainly will be um, eligible for this bead funding, any of the red areas and the blue areas. Um, you know what the map looks yeah. like? I have to say this. As a, as a child of the 70s, yes. it looks like a light bright. It does? Oh, my gosh. We need a light bright in yeah. our office. Yeah, do. it does. It does. It looks like a light bright, but yeah. it's it's got a lot of different um, filters mm-hmm. on it. Uh, I often tell people to you know get a twenty five year old to help you maybe navigate it, but we've worked to make it extremely easy. Isn't that why we had children? Yeah, th- exactly. exactly. I, I'm, mine are all grown now, and I'm, I miss them terribly just for I that still reason. still have one. Right? It's still an IT department in my house. That's what I call uh, them. You, you better yeah. get all your work done right yeah. now. Yeah. Any painting, ladders, ladder work you need oh, done. Oh, yeah, no get, doubt. Get yeah. all that. Get your air, air conditioning filters changed. Yeah, all that. Um, but <laughs> this... Uh, it has a lot of different filters on it. You can look at your individual address. Mm-hmm. You can look at your town. You can filter it by provider. You can filter by uh, t- technology. So it's really interesting uh, to look at it. And well, yeah, I was about things. to say, what I was thinking about literally is if you're looking, number one, if you're looking to move your business into Mississippi, I can see it being a huge recruitment, helping with the recruitment for that. But also, too, if you're looking for yeah. a house. And you're like, okay, I want to know if my neighborhood served by uh, that. I would know. think all the realtors would probably want to be familiar with our Yeah, map. I would think so. So the challenge process we're going to run, you can challenge uh, based on, on speed. Our mm-hmm. map may say that you are served, but you may say, God, man, mine spins all the time. I don't have that speed. So there yeah. might be a, a speed problem. There might be a latency problem. Latency is different. It's how you communicate with the Internet. Uh, so you want high speed low latency yeah if there is uh it says there's service but you know there's not i have some friends who live right on the edge of town uh the website for large provider says oh we you know we've got coverage for you but the tech comes out to install it and says oh no there's no coverage here you know sometimes there are those anomalies like that if there is only business service offered and you're a resident. Let's see. I think there might be one more category. Also, we want to make sure we have all of our community anchor institutions on our map. We have some order of priorities. We have to reach all unserved with our money. Underserved comes next. And then if we still have some funding remaining, 
um, we can make sure that all of our community anchor institutions have access to gig service. Um, so, you know, we're not going to pay your bill every month, but right. we can make sure you have access to it. And we're going to be very careful in the way we design our funding throughout the state. So we want to make sure all those CAIs are included. Definitely. During the pandemic, you may have remembered um, there was all kinds of CARES Act money that was sent to the states kind of as part of just trying to get the economy back going again. And a big part of that was a lot of money was sent to Mississippi to help us uh, get broadband around the state. And and folks, um, like we said earlier, you know, broadband, maybe before the pandemic, we'd have thought, oh, great. So I I can stream movies or something a little bit quicker. But now I think we learned very quickly when you're sitting there outside of McDonald's so that you're not to pick up McDonald's, they just have Wi-Fi or just some local Wi-Fi source to be able to get enough broadband to be able to zoom into a class to be able to for your kids to be able to have their education. Just a lot of reasons why we need that type of broadband. It's, it's a game changer. It's a game changer for Mississippi. It's a game changer for this country. Uh, technology, as you know, Sally can attest, is changing. Your job's probably changed 15 times in the last year, year and a half, and I know mine has. Um, sure. It's so, a necessity. It's now. a necessity. It really is. And, and one thing I, I really am looking forward is to see how this could change some of the landscape in, in health care. And we've yeah. already got a, a big telehealth program uh, in Mississippi. Uh, UMMC does a tremendous job. But there are a lot of areas. Uh, we've, we've done a tremendous amount of community engagement around the state. Uh, with, that's a requirement of the grant. And so we I think I've been to the Delta at least 25 times. I've been in southwest Mississippi. We've been in North, We've been everywhere. Uh, but, you know, we keep hearing stories. There's one guy who was in my audience who had a some sort of internal defibrillator that really needed internet service. He would have, he said, I'd have to drive to town. It was a very scary, yeah. uh, you know, uh, story that he told to me. But I think there's so many monitoring devices now uh, that can be used that, that but people, you got to have internet. Yeah, a cell service or, or or internet on your cell phone is just not quite enough. You need that that uh, high speed internet. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, of course, sometimes it can be a little more stable. So yeah, like yeah, too, it so. can. But, yeah. Gosh, I, I didn't even think about that. I know my watch does that sort of thing, but I didn't think about mm-hmm. something like at a pacemaker or something having a, a Wi Fi hookup. Yes. God, I mean, you know, now they have refrigerators that do that too. So I that's sh- like incredible. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I was about to say that that's uh, once again, there's just a lot of reasons like we didn't wouldn't ever think a million years why you need it. And then you don't have it and you realize, oh, I do need and it. And I, I think in the next five to 10 years, there are going to be reasons that we can't even think of right now. We don't we don't know. You know, I know I think about my dad. My dad had a car garage and it just got to one point where he was going to have to spend like thirty thousand dollars to buy all new equipment because everything was so automated and he just retired. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, no moss. Yeah. So. You, got, you got to decide where you are on that. Yeah, But know? a big part of yeah. it sounds like what you're doing is literally they have dumped a ton of money on Mississippi and your job is to make sure that money goes exactly where it needs to go and to make sure all the hoops are jumped through with it is. So and, you and, literally, when yes. Reagan said, you know, somebody's going to show up one day and say we're from the government and we're here to help, <laughs> you're actually helping. We, we yeah. hope so. Yeah, we no, are. We yeah. are. Uh, but I know that doesn't always seem to be the case. And, you know, what I also know from doing these community engagement meetings all around the state is people are frustrated. Really? They want it now. Yeah. 
And unfortunately, um, you know, this this grant process, it takes some time. Again, we are going through the steps that every state is going through. We have to get approvals from from the feds. So we're working through that. And then, you know, we begin, we award the grants that it'll all be awarded on a competitive basis. Yeah. So once we get our, our map all situated and we think it's it's where it should be. And it is a good looking map. It is. Yeah. Then we will, we will have project areas drawn all throughout the state. We've got some tech expertise that will help us with that and then we will open up a grant portal uh, and take applications and then judge those score those I think our scoring rubrics already out there and or I know it is and we will score those applications pick the highest score and award them that location and award them that grant funding so we should we hope to do that what do you think the economic the impact of that that billion dollars will be? Because oh. I mean, that's because I know how money turns over whenever there's any investment in the it state. It is, and so this will be money that is spent in Mississippi. Uh, we are having a lot of conversations with Accelerate Mississippi about yeah. opportunities for workforce development, and our providers. You know, a lot of this work is is you know you, the providers train you as you get there so mm-hmm. you know there's some some community college workforce things you can do uh but but you know if if you need a job and you can show up every day and you've got a driver's license uh there are great opportunities for you in this broadband build out that's going to happen and then you know if you're a, a kid in college or going to college we need a lot of people to operate those networks and and to be the network engineer and to to make sure that things keep running once we get these all up. So a lot of opportunities for the state of Mississippi. It really is an, an economic uh, development program as well. You know, in, inflation, everything else. I mean, there's a lot of money thrown in. And what happens if it does not fix everything and, and there is still need? Will there be more money coming in the future or? They, they, they. They say they there say. is no money come, that this is it. That's it. And we okay. So we got to make it. sure we got to be good shepherds. We we do. Yeah. And so that is why I'm being extremely careful and judicious with this money. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have some inflation, you know, on, and, and increases in some of these costs. So uh, we are running, as I said, all of these cost models to determine how much it's going to take. Uh, we do have the option if a location is so expensive to reach, and we all know uh, there's some folks who live, you know, five miles down the road. They don't want to live by anybody, you know, or else yeah. that's the family land, and and they live there. You know, if if it is an extremely high cost location, that's the another acronym there, that uh, EHCL, yeah, okay, uh, I didn't use, but. Uh, if it is that extremely high cost location, we can use something other than fiber. The grant prefers fiber, mm-hmm. the rules do, but then you could use something else, some sort of wireless technology. There's some new microwave technology that's extremely fast, uh, maybe some subsidized Starlink or something. So, you know, we are taking all of that into consideration when we're looking at every location in the state of Mississippi. We have a couple minutes left. Is there anything I have not touched on that you would like to touch on? Um, I want everyone to go look at our map. I'm going to go back to the map. So uh, BEAM is our our agency name. So beam.ms.gov. If you just type in BEAM Mississippi, you'll go go to it. I think we've got a link. Click on the map. Look at the map. If it is incorrect, we need you to be ready 
for this challenge process. You're going to see uh, information on social media. You're going to see something from your community. Uh, we're going to need you to participate if you think that information is incorrect. Uh, you can run a speed test to uh, to see what your speeds are. Now, we, already, we have a speed test tool at broadbandms.com. It, it, we're, we're ready for the challenge process, though, so it, it does require some extra information. It requires that you um, put in some information about what, what you pay for, who your provider is. It, it, it might, it takes just a minute. Not, it doesn't take long, but uh, I went to do the speed test the other day, and I was like, oh, wait, wait, I don't have that. I don't have my bill in front of me. I can't answer those questions. But there are some other speed tests out there. Ookla has one. You can just do Google speed test. When you do a speed test, you want to do it on a computer or a tablet if you can. Mm-hmm. You want to do it as close to your router if you can. Don't, okay. don't just do it on your cell phone service either. You, you've got to be on Wi-Fi. That's what we're checking is your Internet service, not your cell service. And that th- that really does throw a lot of people yeah, off. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Yeah. It does. So, um, you know, so I would go to maybe run that speed test. See what you think. Look at what is reported and and see what you think. So this was a pleasure. Thank you so much. Oh man, thanks for letting us be here today. That's I good to see. We'll, we'll do this yeah. in another ten years. Uh, maybe maybe sooner. Okay, that'd be better. Okay. That'd be better. All thank right. you, Marshall. Hey, thank you for thank listening. You. A special thanks to our guest today for joining us. And if you'd like to hear this or any past episodes, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app or on our MPB Public Media app. And yes, if you have high speed internet, it's even easier. Now you're talking as a production of MPB Think Radio with episode and podcast produced by the incredible Lacey Alexander. And join us next Monday at 10 a.m. I'm Marshall Ramsey. Y'all have an awesome week. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.